scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. Level two begins now. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency, the pencil players, the hustlers, the people of Buster, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down Sunday, bloody Sunday uh, style. Crazy, wild weekend. International Football League, a little bit of everything uh, that we saw uh, go down. Kyler Murray hits a Hail Mary. Pittsburgh improves to 9-0. Cleveland and Houston were actually delayed uh, by winds and by rain. And I was thinking to myself, you know, come on, man. In the old days, we used to play in, in rain. We used to play in the wind. We used to play when there was lightning striking the stadium. Now they shut games down if there's lightning six uh you know, 16,000 miles away. Uh, But man, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And, you know, weather is very, very overrated when it comes to betting on football. Uh, But today was one of those days you're like, yeah, man, they're not scoring. They're not scoring. And we started crushing the in-game totals in that Houston and Cleveland game. Um, But we did end up getting crushed when it was all said and done uh, by the Hail Mary. Buffalo Bill fans, though, aren't we used to it at this point in time? Come on. Once a year, the Buffalo Bills are going to be part of a game like this in which it's going to be like, oh, yeah, last year they blew, what, a 19-0 lead in the playoffs? So they blew a 19-0 lead in the playoffs. Don't forget, they blew a 28-3 lead to the Rams earlier this year. Uh, But they came back and won because of a bad call uh, after the fact. So, you know, it's a lot like gambling as we talk about it. Good beats, bad beats. Yeah, I know the Nick Chubb Chubb thing that went down today was was tough uh, for people out there. But it's the same thing for, like, teams, all right? The Buffalo Bills blew a big lead, got lucky, came back and beat the Rams in a game because of a bad call, all right? The Rams did get screwed over. And look, uh, the Dallas Cowboys got screwed over against the Rams. Last week, Arizona lost a wild football game in which they put up 30-plus points because their field goal kicker missed a 49-yarder. This week, they win a wild football game, and they win on a Hail Mary at the end. All right, it's it is what it is, and when it's all said and done, and we're um, we're in the playoffs uh, in a winter time, no one's going to remember any of these stupid games. Dustin Johnson's going to remember his uh, weekend in November at Augusta. The best thing is, listen, he didn't fall down the stairs this time. He's got Paulina Gretzky waiting for him, and oh yeah, he's got a green freaking jacket as well. This is portrait. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Late night anger management class. All right, I see it's actually a troll-free night tonight. It's a troll-free night tonight in our chat. It's all positive. Uh, Everybody, well, not positive. You're arguing about football, but... It's healthy. It's it's normal. <laughs> like, um, I don't know why the um, the debate continues about Jared Goff. I see some people. Jared Goff's good. Jared Goff sucks. 
Jared Goff could be really good or Jared Goff could be really bad. I don't know what it is with this dude. I, I, you know what it is? I'm telling you. I, I actually I had this game right today, uh, big man. I was on the Rams today. I did lose with the over, though, but I did have the Rams. Um, the Rams, big man, play up or down to the competition. You know what I mean? Like if the Rams play a really good team, they're good and, and they're elite. The Rams lay a bunch of points against the team or the Rams play you know, a, a team that they're, you know, just a usual game. They'll underachieve and they'll suck. I've started to clue in with the Rams and how they operate, but people have sort of forgotten about them and written them off, big man, but they're six and three right now. Do you take the Rams seriously? Are the Rams contenders in your opinion? Uh, well, look, I think Goff's always kind of the elephant in the room. You know, is he taking the step forward? He has been better this year. Uh, he's definitely was good today, very serviceable, but I don't know. I don't put a lot of stock into the Seahawks defense, but no, I think defensively they're really good. Uh, they got some weapons, as we know. Uh, but yeah, the defense is is very good. I, look, they're you know they're six. You and have three. that defense. I think you have that defense, big man. You can play with anybody. Yeah, they have a good secondary. They have sure. a good defensive line. Um, you know, McVeigh is a good coach. I think he's a little overhyped. Uh, the media, you know, kisses ass a little too much, but he is. He knows what he's doing. He's good. I think Goff is good. I don't think Goff is great, but I think he's good. Uh, I think he's better than an average Goff. I think Goff gets a bad rap because of his personality, kind of, and there are clunkers. But the thing is, there's clunkers as a whole with the Rams. It's not just him. Like, people, like, you know, it's not like when the Rams lose, it's like, oh, it's Jared's Goff fault they lost. No, they all suck. It's a weird deal. Like they, like I said, the Rams, the Rams can underachieve at times, but when they put it all together... They can beat anybody. They can play with anybody. They can beat anybody. I think they are a dangerous team, actually. And I think there's a little bit of value on them um, on, on the outside right now. Look, Seattle are really falling apart. I don't really buy Tampa uh, fully. Uh, but I want to get into some college talk with you. And, of course, big man on campus uh, makes his living and um, uh, puts money in the bank during the college basketball uh, season, which is around the corner. And we'll get to that uh, a little bit. And we'll get into it more next week, but uh, just quickly on, and I want to get into the, the NBA draft, big man, but just quickly on college football, uh, the AP top 25 poll, Alabama, number one, Notre Dame, number two, Ohio State, number three, uh, even though their game was canceled, they check in. It's pretty clear, big man, Ohio State are going to play like two games this year and they're going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> It'll be like, well, Ohio State is 4-0, so let's put them in. So Ohio State's three. Clemson's four, Texas A&M five, Florida six, Cincinnati lingering at seven, BYU eight, Indiana nine, Wisconsin 10, uh, Ducks 11, and Will Muschamp gets fired by South Carolina. What's your take on the college football uh, weekend, big man? Uh, Yeah, it was nothing real surprising. I, you know, it's funny. I had a kid... Uh, I should have took it more serious. I had a kid reach out to me last week and tell me that Muschamp was going to get fired. Uh, it was a good call by him. I, I didn't think they had the balls to do it, though. I mean, uh, that's a big buyout. It's a, a rough year to do it just with all the, the COVID stuff and the revenues and stuff. But, yeah, weekend-wise, I, you know, nothing real surprising. You know, USC continues to live by the skin of their pants. I mean, that's two straight games that, you know, they – should have lost that they won. They have red zone issues. I'm going to continue to push, even though they lost, 
Washington State, I know when Mike Leach is there, you weren't a big fan of them, but I'll tell you right now, this is a pretty good football team. they got a good defense. Jaden Delore, the freshman quarterback, has been very good, and they've been playing without their best running back, uh, Max Borgie. He's been out. So keep an eye on the Cougars. That's a good football team. Uh, Michigan sucks. Michigan State sucks. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty normal week. Uh, the Big Ten good, sucks. Good win for Tulsa. Yeah, they do. Good win for Tulsa against uh, yeah, SMU. Right. They were down big. At, they were down big in that game. Came back to find a way. That AAC's got some good football teams, whether it's Tulsa or Cincinnati or or, or even SMU. So uh, it's going to be a fun stretch coming up here. Hey, you know what? Um, you know what? One of my favorite stories of the year is big man flying out of the radar, but I love it. And uh, they're not. Uh, they're not getting any love yet. I, I see they're not in the top twenty-five, but. And I also love their jerseys. I'm a little getting a little too old to be wearing jerseys and stuff. Uh, but if I was going to get an obscure college jersey, the San Jose Liberty. State Spartans. San Jose State Spartans. You know, four and zero, yeah. big man. First time, real nice blue. They got nice blue, blue and white, uh, blue and white yeah. jerseys. Really, really sharp with their yellow helmets. Um, you know, they don't have a big budget. They don't have a lot of money. They play in the same stadium forever. Uh, but the first time, guys, that San Jose State are 4-0 since 1955. <laughs> like, like, you should have seen them last night. <laughs> like, I just, that's what I love about college sports, big man. Everyone like, yeah, the Alabamas and the Clemsons, that's like pro sports to me, right? Like, to me, the college stuff, I love seeing that. Like, the joy of the coaches and the joy of the kids of San Jose State after knowing that they knew they were 4-0. And it was the first time the program since 1955. Like, you know, it's just, to me, that's what it's about. That's why I love, like, college football. I love those bowl games that no one cares about and rags about. Ah, why do they even play this stupid game? And you'll see a team carrying a quarterback off the field after they win the Liberty Bowl. And, guys, the seniors are crying and stuff. That's That's what college sports are about. You know, like, people just focus on the big stuff too much, but... I love I love the smaller games and like just the storylines and you know that's what college is about the the Notre Dames the Clemson's the Ohio State's that that might as well I mean they're better than the NFC East that stuff right like I I like those storylines like San Jose State and uh, Liberty Coastal Carolina I love those storylines big man yeah San Jose State's doing a good job I mean Brett Brennan the coach there they were eight, he was eight and twenty nine coming into the season uh I know, that's nice why I saw this coming. <laughs> yeah yeah Nick Starkle's done a good job there the Texas m transfer uh yeah they're 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 turning some heads in the mountain west could be their year in a weird weird year uh could be the Spartans year. I'll tell you what uh, big man you mentioned u s c so u s c are two and zero straight up they're zero and two against the spread. You can't lay points with Clay Helton. Uh, I expected USC to blow Arizona out. They didn't. They couldn't. Um, you're right. The red zone, not just red zone, but inside the five zone issues. Like, say, you know, like un- undisciplined penalties. Uh, they go up and down the field. Obviously, there's some talent there. And we'll give them credit. They're 2-0 against the Arizona teams. Uh, but 0-2 against the spread. And it's lesson learned, big man. You just can't lay big points with Clay Helton. Even though they're winning games, they win despite the coaching staff. They win on talent alone. Yeah, and then they got that rat, Todd Orlando, as a defensive coordinator. That guy's stolen money everywhere he goes. 
they don't get any stops. <laughs> you know, they just couldn't score in the red zone yesterday. It was ugly. But yeah, I wouldn't. You know, there's two coaches you don't lay points with: uh, Clay Helton and Todd uh, or Tom Herman. Uh, I'm not laying points with either of those two. All right, big man on campus, barstool times just fly by quick as 120 minutes in sports talk uh, radio as always uh, this evening. Uh, uh, we're going to get into some NBA talk. Uh, NBA draft, just a couple of days away. It's coming up. Uh, we got numbers up for it. Big man's got opinions uh, on them. Uh, we'll give you some NBA like player comparisons to, to some of these players you might not know about. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Late night anger management class. I am Gabriel Morenci. I look at our chat. These guys are still talking about Jared Goff, big man. Like, seriously, they've been going on for like an hour and a half about Jared Goff. And and uh, I see uh, somebody says, oh, well, at least Jared Goff made a Super Bowl, something Jared, uh, something Josh Allen will never do. So Josh Allen's in his third year, big man. I love when people, like, judge people's careers, like, after a couple of years. Oh, yeah, you're right. He'll never make it. You're right. Like, he should just retire now. He's sure like, same like with Siakam. Remind me, it's a good segue into the NBA. Like, Siakam should just retire because he had a bad series, big man. He should retire, never play basketball again, ever, even though he's only 26 years old <laughs> and, and really, like, overachieved last year, right? And, you know, was just learning how to beat a man. He should just quit and retire. Like, God, there's so many bad takes uh, out there. Uh, but that's what keeps sports going, right? Bad takes. That's what keeps sports books uh, going. Bad picks. So speaking of sports books, let's get into it. NBA draft is this week. It's uh, it's coming up. Uh, what is it? It's uh, is it on Wednesday? So um, uh, Lamelo Ball is now favorite. And I'll tell you what, guys. And you can correct me if you're wrong. I know you like Ball, big man. But pretty much, if you read, like if you look, and I've been in football mode. I haven't really jumped in and like really dug in and done NBA research here. As much as I you know, will, I will now. Maybe tonight I'm going to do it, actually. I'm a little footballed out right now anyway, so I wouldn't mind a little NBA talk, basketball talk. So I'm going to jump in here and really see what we can find. But there's not he's not a slam dunk to be the number one pick. It seems like it's starting to look that way right now. But as far as the media is concerned, one day they got Wiseman, one day they have Edwards, another day they have Ball. I'm starting to believe that it will be Ball, who is selected by the T-Wolves first overall because of the name, because they can, and he is good. He's minus 210 right now, big man. Do you believe that LaMelo Ball will be the first player taken by the T-Wolves? Uh, no, I do not. Um, I, I think, I, I, to me, it, it would be Edwards. I think he has 
just a perfect skill set for what they're wanting and what they're going to do. I think D'Angelo Russell is a really good point guard. Um, you know, and look, the Timberwolves have obviously Carl Anthony Towns, but you know, when you look at Edwards, uh, one of the big things that I've heard out of him is his work ethic, uh, his ability to just sit in the gym and to, to get better. I don't think he's the most polished number one pick I've ever seen, but he's really good. He's got a great work ethic, and we saw that with you know Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard was a kid coming out of college that you know did have to work on some things, but he sat in the gym and he you know, got better at everything. And now he's the, you know, arguably the best player in the NBA. I think Anthony Edwards has a lot of, uh, you know, a Dwayne Wade in him. I I think he's a really interesting player. And I think he'd go really well off the ball in Minnesota. If I were them, I would go with Edwards. It's going to be Edwards or ball. It's not going to be Wiseman. Uh, And I think for the, the Timberwolves, they need some, they need just a solid, really good basketball player. I, I don't know that the Timberwolves want the fanfare and the stuff off the court that Ball's going to bring. Edwards is the guy, if it were my pick. Uh, it's interesting. As you stated, Edwards, um, you know, look, dude, Tom Crean has a great a great track record right now, big man, right, of, of, of his players just being grinders, smart guys, tough guys in the NBA. Edwards is a guy who at Georgia – was um, he was like the only good player on the team. So he's, you know, that's what's good about a guy like him. He's tough in, like he's tough. He's used to being double teamed. He's used to like being the man type thing and sort of being, you know, you know, not having anyone to pass to and carrying a basketball team. And he is a good kid too, a hard, a hard worker. Ball, and listen, you know how I felt about Lonzo. Lonzo's okay now. Uh, the father, though, doesn't seem to be an issue. There's not any sort of circus coming in with ball here at all. An interesting player at 6'7". He can't really shoot, but he's still a kid. 6'7", uh, I tell you, people really like him. And as you mentioned, though, Edwards is a nice fit for, for Minnesota. If you look at what they have, right, it's a nice fit. But uh, yeah, they, I think they're thinking as well, dude, they could have their own little Lonzo Zion alley-oop fest with with LaMelo in there. It wouldn't shock me if it was LaMelo. I don't know if I want to lay 210. And like I said, I'm going to dig down deeper here. But, you know, people really like LaMelo Ball a lot. Um, you know, like I said, he doesn't have the same, he, it's, he doesn't have the same baggage that, that Lonzo had. Like, he's done a good job of dissing himself from his father. The father's not involved, you know, with the contracts or anything. He really is his own man. I think going to Australia has helped him. And you know I bet on that league. That's a good league. You know, that's a good league. Like, the, playing in that league, I think, toughens him up more than it would have playing in the NCAA. With just the circus of being on ESPN all the time and all that crap, it would have really made him better. It just would have made other people money. So I think, actually, I, give, I always think the balls were kind of dumb and did dumb things along the way. But I'll give credit that this kid... The plan worked out. I mean, he went to Australia. He didn't clown himself. His teammates liked him. He wasn't like, oh, you know, this kid's a pain in the ass. Like, remember when they went to the other country league? Like, that was a joke and stuff, right? Like, they didn't take that seriously. Yeah, yeah. But, like, when, like, this kid took this seriously and stuff there. And he was popular there. They liked him. He played well. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And then you got the Warriors checking in. So just for the record, the comparisons, you know, with with LaMelo, 
people, some people are talking upside, like if he really pads out that he's a Jason Kidd type of player. Like they think he's that good, right? Like I'm seeing scouts say that ball big man is like an automatic 10, 12 assist a game, like he's a rookie right away. I guess the kid's got great vision and he can he can really hook people up. No, he definitely does. I mean, and that's something that he, you know, has kind of perfected being, you know, overseas. Look, I'm a big fan of the kids that go overseas, you know, whether they're over there to begin with or they go over there. You have to remember, I mean, LaMelo, when he went to Lithuania, was, was 16 years old. I mean, he's a kid. Uh, he's matured considerably. I think he's a lot more level-headed. Um, I think Jason Kidd, I mean, that's, I think, a bit high, uh, you know. You know, he kind of has Sean Livingston vibes to me. I I think he's kind of a better version of that kind of player. But, um, you know, he needs to improve his shot because there's been a lot of of rumors inside some of the GM rooms and things like that that his shot is broken from a jump shot standpoint. Um, You know, so that's, I think, concerning. There's no way I would lay 210. I I don't – I actually hate that price. I I would – gobble up plus 155 with Edwards. I think that's a really solid pick. Uh, and then I would take Wiseman, too, uh, to Golden State. As long as they don't trade, I think he would be a tailor-made player uh, to, you know, just run downhill, lob potential, you know, transition kind of opportunities with Stephen Curry. They had it for a short time with a guy, uh, Jordan Bell, if you remember a couple of years ago. I think he is a guy that could really catch on there. They've really needed that kind of center big uh, with that lob potential, freak athlete kind of thing. And I think Wiseman could be terrific there. Uh, as long as they don't trade it, I think the Warriors go Wiseman. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good You know, the yeah. NBA is not really a big man league uh, anymore. And, you know, you have to be able to shoot, right? And no one really, we don't know much about Wiseman. He hasn't really played all that much. But as you stated, and that's what the scouts are saying too, that worst case scenario for why best case scenario is, you know, he develops like Anthony Davis. He doesn't have the ball handling skills. AD was actually a point guard, right? He just in high school and stuff, right? AD like just started growing and getting tall as he got older. Uh, but he was actually a point guard. That's why AD's like so skilled and, Sort of doesn't really play in the paint. It's not in his nature. But Wiseman does play in the paint. But as you stated, big man, like basically he can be an automatic, just, you know, 10, 12 rebounds, a bunch of, you know, 14 points, some dunks, stay out of everyone else's way. It's a good point. His style of play and where he's at in his career right now, just being a kid and not with a lot of experience, he kind of is perfect for Golden State. They don't want to, you know yeah. what I mean? They don't They don't need someone in their way. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? They don't need someone in the way. It's like, we got Thompson back. We got Curry. We got Wiggins. Like, we've already got, like, firepower here. What we need from you, kid, is to rebound and dunk it. Exactly. And, and we'll teach you to shoot. And who better to learn to shoot than being in that gym every day with those guys, big men? Yeah, no, exactly. I, I think, you know, I saw a comparison, you know, and I thought it was kind of good. Uh, I think DeAndre Jordan is is a solid one. I, I'm not really a big fan of of him out, more you know, outside than Jordan. of the key. Yeah, he he's a guy that look. I think he can go out Wiseman and, and hit a jump shot. He's got good form. I don't think his shots got any issue, but he's just gonna have to per- perfect that. I watched him in high school. 
uh, when he was at Memphis East, and and he was really just running the floor and catching lobs and doing things like that. But um, you know, he's a skilled player. I think he'd be perfect, as you say. I think it's a good point by you uh, in that system. Get him out running, running downhill, catching lobs. You know, so Lamelo Ball is minus two ten right now, guys. Anthony Edwards is plus one fifty five. James Wiseman is plus five fifty, um, and 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 others is a big drop. But you can you if you you can mix it up as well. Uh, there's 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 props up. Who's going to be the number two pick? Uh, James Wiseman plus one twenty eight. Anthony Edwards plus two ten. Lamelo Ball plus two seventy. Uh, who's going to be the third pick? Uh, the exact order of pick. Uh, NBA draft up parlays. So there's all kinds of different options. We're going to break it down throughout the week. You know, obviously we've been in football mode uh, coming into the weekend uh, here, but man, the NBA season sneaking up on us. We have the draft. Free agency starts, I think, like later in the week type thing. A couple of days after the draft and the season starts in like a little more than a month. All right, we'll say goodbye to big man on the other side here. Sports Rage late night, late night anger management class continues. Okay. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Yeah, it's all set. They got the bug boy out. The bug boy. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're gonna break his maiden. Really? Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Portraits late night continues. Big man on campus. Barstool in the house. We're going to let uh, Big Man go a couple of minutes ago, but time's just uh, flying by here uh, this evening. I want to get to your tweets and not some of your bad beats. I'm going to blast through uh, week 11 point spreads in the NFL as well, get you caught up to date with the early numbers. You want to make a move. We talked about one of the games earlier. Uh, big Man in Philadelphia is a diehard. He bleeds green. He bleeds green like he's like a Vulcan. Uh, he bleeds green. Um, but even he doesn't think they're going to beat the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are minus three. They, the Eagles can't beat anybody, guys, all right? They're a terrible road team. Like Big Man said, too, like they don't seem to care anymore. Like they, that's the one thing. I don't want to go back in time here, Big Man, but it's the one thing with Carson Wentz. He doesn't seem to be all that mad, Big Man, after these games. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, where's the throw in the helmet? I'm letting the city down. And he always smiles and goes and shakes everyone's hand. And, you know, I swear, I saw, like I said, I'm not going to hold anyone against someone for getting married, but... I remember right after you guys won the Super Bowl, he posted a picture, got my own ring. And I was like, yeah, yeah, dude, whatever. You know, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm religious, but, you know, he's one of these guys that it's like, you know, oh, I've got a wife at home and, you know, football's, you know, I've got a great life and all that. It's like, yeah, whatever, you got a great life, but you got to win more. All right. <laughs> like you you have a great life because remember, dude, like going back and I don't, that's, I don't, I don't even know why I'm doing this, but going back, big man. He could have played last year, man, with that concussion, bro. He could have went back out there. He chose not to. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, we're, they're paying you a lot of money, Carson. Like, step up, man. Sacrifice yourself here. Don't just throw the ball away and shrug your shoulders. He's turning into Ryan Fitzpatrick, except not as good. 
All right, sorry, big man. I just had to get that off my chest. I'm getting all upset here. Uh, costing me money. Um, all right, big man on campus, Barstool uh, with us here. So, uh, big man, uh, college basketball around the corner. And uh, so this stuff starts uh, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, guys. So it's coming up. And, you know, I'm just going to take this one game at a time. I don't, I'm not going to be betting conferences and stuff. You know, you look at the COVID situation, you look at the cancellations in college football. It's going to be even more challenging with college basketball. I think, you know, I think they're going to get through it because there's no way in hell they're not having a March Madness tournament this year. If they have to play that tournament on Mars, they'll do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way in hell, big man, they're missing out on that revenue this year again. But it's unique this year, isn't it, big man? Like, Mountain West, 20-game schedule, conference only, and basically five times you'll play a team twice type thing. Like, you know what I mean? And so to add up, like, you'll just go to somewhere, you'll play them Saturday and Sunday, and that's that until you get to 20 across the league. They want to limit travel, and they think that's the best way to do it. I love that Mohegan Sun bubble thing that they're doing. Uh, Villanova, St. John's, a bunch of teams going into a bubble um, at the casino, actually. Good good for the kids. <laughs> they get to live at the Mohegan Sun uh, for like three weeks or something, and they're going to blast through I think it's uh, I think it's 40, uh, 45 games in 40 days or something like that. They're going to try to pull off. So college basketball, they're going to have their challenges this year, big man. No, they really are. Um, you know, it's just that kind of year. I, look, I, I think with college basketball and with basketball in general, we have to remember you're dealing with many less players. Uh, I think the problem that you have with football a lot of the time is I mean, you have so many players, they're all scurried around campus. They're not all in the same place. You know, any basketball house you go to in the country at these schools, they all live together. So um, you have less people to deal with. You have less um, kind of worry about where they all are at the same time. But yeah, it's going to have some issues, as as we know with, with all these sports. But, you know, again, you know, getting closer and closer to a vaccine, as you said, you're not going to not have a tournament this year. But it's exciting. I mean, there's – there's a lot to get excited about. There's a lot of uh, things to, to keep in mind, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited for the season. A lot going on. See, the thing is, too, when I say this, too, I'm not saying it from uh, – I don't want to sound like uh, the scarf uh, Dr. Deborah Burks here. Uh, right, big man? <laughs> right? But So I'm, I'm not like, oh, no, no, what about the children? And, oh, no, no, this is terrible. But my deal is just logistically it's a problem. Like, they've got issues. Like, there's quarantines in different states now, big man, even. Like, you're not allowed, like, even, you know what I mean, state by state. Not every state, but a lot of states have this now. So, you know, Rick Pitino was talking about how he's like, I we can't do this. He said, like, he goes, we can't. He goes, you're going to see, because of the protocols, we will not be able to pull it off. And he goes, we should have, instead of March Madness, May Madness. But I'm thinking, big man. And I like Patino. I understand, you know, and Patino's been pretty cautious about everything. And usually he's pretty crazy. But the thing is, big man, there's no guarantee anything's better in May than it is March, bro. Right? Like, we've seen it this time. Like, Roger Goodell was told by everybody. They had a vote in the NFL, big man. Uh, 32 general managers voted. Do you want to have the draft now at the time in the pandemic? It was 28-4 no. Literally, it was 28-4 no. 
28 of the general managers said, we don't want to have the draft now, this virtual draft. Like, just postpone it. We don't want to do it. And, you know, I'll criticize Goodell when he's worthy of it, but Goodell told them, guys, we're going to postpone it till when? Like, when are things going to be better? He said, let's just have it now. and We'll cross each obstacle and bridge when we get to it. And it was actually a smart move. So, I, you know, I would say the same thing to Patino. I say, coach, your heart's in the right place here, but what's the difference between March and May, big man? <laughs> like, well, you know what I'm saying? Nothing. But you have to realize, yeah, but he, he's saying this because his team has COVID issues right now, and he doesn't want to be <laughs> unprepared for season. So that's why he's saying that. He, If his team was completely healthy right now, he wouldn't be saying that. But that's the kind of guy he is. He doesn't really – he, he <laughs> pretends to care about everyone else. You're but, saying it's only because it's yeah, hurting does. him. That's what you're saying. <laughs> sure. No, if you look into his team, they have coronavirus issues right now. But, look, like you said, there's really no guarantee to know it's going to be better. Look, the truth of the matter is until we get a vaccine and we start getting it in people's arms, um, it's going to take some time. And, look, at the end of the day, it's not like college athletes are going to be at the top of the heap to get it. Uh, it's likely that they won't ever get a vaccine. Um, you know, you're going to focus on older people. You're going to focus on healthcare workers and military people. Um, you get them the, the get them the vaccine, and you know, look, most kids at that age, they're not going to even know they have it. Uh, you still got to go through the same protocols. It's going to be tough, but as you said, if they got to go to you know Kazakhstan, they're going to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, North Korea. Kim Jong Un's got an arena, an arena for the big man. I don't know about there, but everywhere else. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the NCAA's that don't put it past them. If the money, if the money was right, I'd like to know. Actually, like uh, I'd like to know, has he ever stepped up and offered like for a boxing match? I don't think he, the problem is he doesn't actually have the money, right? Like you know what I'm saying? Like you know, in the old days, dictators would would offer like big money for this stuff, but yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have the money. So college basketball starts, and there's actually a couple of big time games out of the gate: um, UCLA and San Diego State. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, we've got uh, Villanova, Boston College. Uh, that's an interesting game. West Virginia, Texas A&M. And then Gonzaga on Thursday. Gonzaga play against uh, Kansas. One versus six, uh, big man. Big time tilt to start the season. Yeah, I mean, it's, look, Gonzaga is going to be your de facto number one team in the country coming into the season. A uh, lot of reasons to be excited about the Zags, as we know every year. Uh, Mark Few just continues to get talent. They got the top, uh, their top recruit they've ever had there, Jalen Suggs. Gabe, I heard a stat about Jalen Suggs. It's quite fascinating. He uh, he mentioned that since the age of five, he's now 19. Since the age of five. Every single day since then, he shot a thousand shots a day from a practice standpoint. If you do the math, that's over five million shots in his career. Um, that's a pretty incredible work ethic. So, you, know, you put him alongside Joe Ie, who was a terrific point guard for them last year. Corey Kispert's an All-American. You have Drew Timmy. Th th that system they run out there, Gabe, is just. From an offensive standpoint, it's just efficient. I mean, it's just they basically gave have the big box out and run to the next other end, catch the ball and lay it in. It's very simple. A lot of high low action. They have great driving guards. Uh, they're really good. They're really deep. Um, they're international. They got a great flair on that team. That's going to be a great game with Kansas. That's your big game coming out of the gate. 
Yeah, they do a great job, as you mentioned, internationally as well. Big man on campus, Barstool Sports is ready for the college basketball season. Listen, I'm all for working. I'm all for getting your shot in, but a thousand shots a day every day is like, um, I think now, I bet you, I'm gonna, we'll look into this big man. I bet you the Gonzaga staff, the coaching staff are going to say, listen, you, you chill out on this, all right? <laughs> like, uh, 200's enough. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Kid, you're going to pop, uh, you're going to pop, you're like, it's all good. The work ethic's all good. Quick story on the way out about that. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer was with Arizona, and uh, you know he was okay, but he wasn't great. And you know he was he was hitting the wall, like you know at the end of the year. And Bruce Arians asked him. He said, "What do you do in the off season, anyways?" And Carson Palmer told him, "He same story type thing." Palmer told him, "Not a day goes by that I don't throw 500 footballs a day." And you know basically. And he said, in the offseason? And he goes, really? And he goes, every day? And Bruce Arians was like, stop, stop, stop. He goes, dude, what are you doing? He goes, you don't need to. He goes, what do you hear? And he told him, he goes, Carson, you know how to throw a football. He goes, I don't want you to throw a single football all summer. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, I, you know how to throw a football. And he goes, you're killing your arm. And he goes, he said, that's thousands of throws that you could be throwing and getting paid for in a game. And he goes, you're killing your arm, bro. Carson Palmer didn't throw that summer. That was the year, big man, that Arizona won like 13 games and went to the a the NFC Conference Championship game. Rejuvenated his career. He was overworked. I know it's different with basketball. It's not as strenuous, but I'm, I'm not kidding. They are going to tell him, like, stop shooting the ball so much. Um, big man on campus, Barstool. Great stuff. The show always flies by when you're up, big man. Where can people find you and get ready uh, to read, uh, you know, read your college basketball breakdown? Yeah, I got a 8,400-word blog. I wrote about every conference. I kind of gave my winner a sleeper, some great nuggets in there. You can find it on my Twitter account or go to Barstool Sports. Click on the blogger page and click BMOC. Uh, got a lot coming up. Might be starting a podcast at Barstool doing college basketball stuff. So got a lot going on. Uh, always uh, good to talk to you, Gabe. Hope to talk to you again soon. It's always a pleasure, my man. Uh, if you see Carson Wentz on the street, tell him to suck it. There's a big man on campus I, uh, I, with us. I will. <laughs> in Philadelphia. Uh, could be worse in Philly. I'm sure here, here, here is worse. Man, it's pretty crazy. I, I'm not, I don't want to think about it. Thanks uh, to big man on campus, Barstool Sports. Follow him on uh, Twitter after Jeff Nadu, and you'll find him under big man uh, as well. But pretty crazy, guys. So I try, I'm not, I'm not getting discouraged. I'm not discouraged. And in fact, I'm going to go back to this and I'm going to hit one of these damn big parlays. So a 10-team parlay, money line, college, 9-1. That one was only like plus 600, all right? And, you know, Rutgers was in it only to try to get make some money on it. So I wasn't thinking outside the box. The $7,000 one, uh, the, the $7 for $6,000, $7 parlay would have paid like $5,897. 11 uh, sides, nine and two. We came close. The seven side party, we went six and uh, five and two. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Late night anger management class. I am Gabe Morenci. Great stuff with Big Man on campus as always. Uh, you know what? <laughs> we didn't get into uh, the Bears and uh, the Vikings. And you know what? We're not going to. Screw it. Oh, God. Why do you do this to us? The Chicago Bears, like really, how many times, how many times have the Chicago Bears been on national television this year? Like off the top of my head, I think this is the third time, maybe fourth, third. I, you know what? We've got a lot of people in Chicago that tune in. It's crazy. You know, you guys, we got to talk more Chicago-based teams, actually. Uh, after, you know, Illinois actually blew up my 10-team parlay. But I think, you know, Chicago is like a front-runner city for us. Is our main man John still here? Is our main man uh, still here? Uh, John, you know, we got John, we got Crazy Kevin, we got Normal Kevin, we got Big Card Julio, uh, we got Bobby. Like, man, we got a lot of Chicago Rageaholics. But, like, yeah, the Chicago Bears, off the top of my head. The, the Bears are always on TV, all right? It's like every damn, every damn, like, you know, four weeks, the Bears are on national television type thing. Like, you know, who... Yeah, 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 there's John. When were the Bears on TV this year, John? When were the Bears on TV? They were on TV versus the Buccaneers. I remember I'm saying they were on TV versus the Bucks. Weren't they on TV versus the Packers? They're always on. Like I said, like, dude, like, I don't even want to remember. Like, I I got nothing personally against the Chicago Bears. And we got Nick, our boy Nick Popper. They're like, dude, everyone from Chicago. It's like we're in Chicago or something. I'm realizing all of our listeners are in Chicago. Um, the Bears, it pisses me off. Like, the Bears are always on TV every year too much. Like, they've been on TV more than the Chiefs. Like, you know, like, and, and fun teams. Like, the Bears and the Vikings, really? Like, when you guys program these games, like, did you really think, oh, yeah, the Bears and the Vikings, that'll be a really fun game? Like, dear God, man. We got to watch the Bears offense and the Vikings, Kirk Cousins and Nick Foles. What a train wreck. Sunday, bloody Sunday is right. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Later.